Okay, welcome to Skeezy D's. Um, last time I talked about the great Napoleon. Um, I, I kind of finished it. I didn't really. I really, what I would have liked to have gone into like the Bonapartist system um, a little bit, which was sort of like a form of enlightened despotism that Napoleon practiced, which honestly doesn't really get enough of a look in, in modern mainstream political science like because there's this like idea that authoritarianism is always destructive and regressive but the authoritarianism of Napoleon was not that um, for France I mean, it ultimately was um, because he got them embroiled in one too many wars and like, bit off more than he could chew. But um, still worth some examination, much like the productive dictatorships and emperors of Roman time. Anyway, um, what I want to talk about today is a little bit of Hannibal. Um, Hannibal, the fucking the goat of the ancient world. Um, I say the goat, like, he kind of wasn't. Um, he had definitely had an extremely successful run while, like, heavily outnumbered, but, like, he, he had not, like, by the end of his life, he had nothing to show for it, um, which is kind of depressing. Um, so, to, to lay out the backdrop, in the early Mediterranean, after the fall, after the campaigns of Alexander, I think, I don't, th oh, are these happening around the same time? Like, I, I always lose track of timelines when it comes to, um, like, the gap between Alexander and Rome, because I know, like, Rome was a city or at least was starting to be a city when Alexander was fucking cripping around. But um, I don't think I don't think these are simultaneous. Um, I think this is post. Yeah, because it's after the Peloponnesian War. Um, which wait was that before Alexander? Okay, fuck. Like I don't mind my timelines. My post-it notes aren't on the windscreen. Um, so, but essentially, um, in the Western Mediterranean, there we go, easy hacks, um, you've got two main, um, forces. You've got the city-state of Rome. Um, okay, yeah, this is well after Alexander, actually. Um, which has, through many years of conquest and building up, has built up a healthy, um, a, a healthy control of the the boot of Italy, basically. Um, I think they still they still haven't really gone into the top part of Italy, but um, along the boot, they're more or less in control. Um, they've got like a system where they've basically buddied up with the different cultures in Italy. 
um, they're the like senior partner, but all those other cultures uh, are still allowed to like independently do their shit. They just have to acknowledge the Romans as the big bosses. And this works out really well for some of them. Not so well for others. Like the Capuans are like going gangbusters because the, the Romans are obsessed with fighting, and so the Capuans like don't even need to bother raising armies and shit. Like the Romans are just going to go off and fight everyone for them. Um, so they focus on trade and make fucking bank. Uh. And so yeah, you've got this like basically a, a land military power and the Romans who are essentially their entire economy is more or less based on going to war with people capturing a whole bunch of them as slaves and then um, yeah using those slaves to make um, to like you know raise crops and cattle and fucking wine and shit <laughs> Um, like, there were no cultures at this time that had such a large, middle class is wrong because they weren't a middle class, but such a large class of people who were independently wealthy. And that was the core strength of Rome in these years was so many Romans had independent wealth to the extent that they could afford to go off and fight for like eight months of the year. Like a, a huge number of Romans, a truly ridiculous number of Romans could go off and fight. Um, other cultures, uh, the, the Gauls could do a similar thing um, for about six months of the year. Now, if any classicist listens to this, they're going to rip me to fucking shreds. But, but essentially, like, the, the Gallic um, system of, like, agriculture and farming and shit meant that their, the, the young men could go off and fight people for a certain period of time during the year. Um, but they didn't have the wealth to equip themselves like the Romans could. Um, and they didn't have the time to train themselves as the Romans did. They did have better diets. That is one thing um, about the Gauls compared to the Romans. Gauls and Germans, they had better diets than the Romans. And this ended up like in these like insane moments where you've got like, there's basically just like all these like six foot seven Germans and Gauls. And then they're like, the Roman. Um, that's coming to like negotiate with them is like fucking four foot eight. Um, it's just like insane disparities in heights um, that are basically like diet based. It gets worse as the empire goes on because essentially the Roman diet becomes like fucking bread and olives. Um, bread and olives with like fish paste. Um, Whereas, like, the Germans maintain this, like, relatively high meat diet. It's not a it's not a diet that can sustain a huge population. And while there are, like, a lot of Germans, they're spread over, like, twice the amount of land, like, per population. Than, like, their population density is really low um, compared to the Romans, especially compared to, like, Rome. You know, like, one of the world's first true metro metropolises. 
metropoli. I don't know. Um, anyway, so like that's the Romans. They're this. There's this like like nation that has some extremely wealthy senators at the top who run the political system, but then you've got this really large population of honestly like independently wealthy is the wrong term but like like independent earners um who had enough enough independent wealth to support themselves as a soldier now you go to Carthage now Carthage is the other power and they are a maritime power so naval uh, boats and that um they were Phoenicians so the Phoenicians were a culture that basically settled all around the Mediterranean. Um, and the Carthaginians were, were basically concerned with trade. That was their, their modus operandi. And it's really fascinating. Look up Carthage today. Um, like the port of Carthage. Fucking like holy shit. Like, it's still there today, like, the basic structure of the port that they built. But, like, the actual, like, what it looked like back in the day, like, crazy. Um, really dope. Um, but yeah, Carthage, was, like, essentially it had a pretty strategic point in the Mediterranean. Um, it was sort of used as a stop-off point between, if you're going between, like, um, Spain, or you're going beyond Spain, to coming back through to the, um, to the East Mediterranean, you can stop off at Carthage, like, Italy was a bit much, like, maybe you go to Sicily, um, but generally, like, Carthage was a great place to just, like, stop and sell your shit if you didn't want to, like, go further, um, they had, like, really good warehousing, um, they were really efficient at sort of, like, managing the purchase and sale of goods, and they were heinously wealthy, heinously wealthy, um, and it, basically, it's not, like, it's, it's often presented like it was inevitable that the Carthaginians and the Romans would fight, and to an extent, it kind of was, given that the Romans kept needing to conquer people, and they were the only counterweight in the region, but, yeah, it, it like, it didn't have to come to blows, there could have been, like, some agreement made between them or something, I don't know, um, but what ended up happening was they had a bit of a scuffle over Sicily, and, like, the whole story of how the Romans got involved is, like, Looney Tunes, but basically there was, like, a group of criminals who ran away from Rome, um, more or less, they were, like, mercenaries, but they, like, I think, like, I, I can't remember if they were wanted in Rome, or if they'd just done, like, war crimes in Italy. One of the two. But they ran over to Sicily and took over a city in Sicily. Um, and the people in Sicily were like, oh, we don't really want the war crimes people here. So, um, they, like, called on the Carthaginians to kick them out. And then when the Carthaginians were marching on these war crimes people, they were like to the Romans, oh, um, Carthage is trying to kill us, and we and just innocent little Romans who were, um, and that like worked, 
And so the Romans and Carthaginians ended up in this, like, apocalyptic war um, that lasted for 10 years, I think, or maybe even longer, um, which ended in a, more or less a stalemate. It was a Roman-favoured peace process, but, like, the Carthaginians could have kept fighting. It was more they just wanted to get back into trading, so they agreed to a peace. Um, I can't remember if they had to cede all of Sicily for it. They might have, but they might have gained agreements in Spain, which was proving to be more profitable. And there was like fucking silver mines there. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, like the first war was kind of a bust for both sides. Like there weren't many glorious victories once on the other. The one, one, the one thing that stood out was, um, is it Hamilcar? Um, who was Hannibal's dad, like, basically held down Sicily the whole war, um, and he was, like, the one Carthaginian commander who was, like, fighting the Romans to a standstill. Um, the Carthaginians generally won at sea, the Romans generally won on land. Um, and so he was fucking pissed when, like, the, the people who ruled Carthage just, like, went to peace on his behalf. So, so just quickly on Carthage's armies as well, because I kind of talked about, like, Rome had these citizen armies where it was like um, people who could afford to equip themselves could sign up for war and you would do it because if you won you were going to get like mad spoils you were going to get like if you won a big campaign chances are you were going to end up with a, a bit of fancy loot but more importantly you were going to end up with a slave or two to sell um, to sell or even just to like employee in your own fields and that's fucking huge you think of it if you're like one person on a farm and suddenly you've got two people who you don't have to pay you just have to like feed them fucking bread crusts like you've literally like tripled the available manpower um addictive shit anyway um the carthaginians they had a small professional army and this was generally like sons of nobles or merchants and shit um, some citizen soldiers, I think, um, and they were, like, the core, um, military arm, but then they had a lots of allies, so sort of, like, um, peoples that they had under their control, or whatever, they would, um, they would offer, like, they would be like, oh, you can pay your taxes and soldiers, essentially. Um, and so they had a lot of, like, allied groups, and, like, there was, like, Gallic allies, um, Numidian allies, Spanish allies, blah, 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 blah. Um, they also spent a lot on mercenaries. Um, now, yeah. Basically, this caused problems for Carthage in, like, extended wars. Because the Romans could just keep raising citizen soldiers. Whereas the Carthaginians, like, if they started to run out of money, their mercenaries became a bit of an iffy issue. Um, when wars started to go sour, like, you know, you didn't want to fight as much. They didn't have as much of a martial culture. Um, war wasn't as gloried. Um, so they kind of like sticking car. Anyway, Hamilcar was pissed. 
that they gave up on this war because he was like fucking give me another 10 years I'll grease them and so he like pulls his sons together into like an altar to their god and pulls out a fucking knife and he's like we are making a blood sacrifice we will not stop until Rome burns um and they set about for the next like 20 fucking years setting up revenge against Rome like insane but basically like Hamilcar at this point is like you you Carthaginians are pussies I'm going to Spain and I'm going to make colonies there and they were like oh this could cause problems with Rome but he was like I'll send you tons of silver and they were like oh okay that's fine I guess and, and like Hamilcar and I think Hamilcar named his son Hamilcar and then there was another one Hannibal um they conquer Spain they like fucking whip Spain um And this is good because it gives them access to a lot of soldiers, it gives them access to a lot of silver, but it also pisses the Romans off to, like, a huge degree. Um, the Romans are not fond of what they're doing, and they kind of, they kind of, like, grumble about it while they're sticking to the treaty. <laughs> but then Hannibal, when he was ready, deliberately raids a city that was, like, outside of the treaty area and the Romans are like okay time to put these Carthaginians down um and they raise they raise like two armies one of the armies to go to Spain one of them to go to Africa where Carthage was basically the idea was well we'll send the army to Spain to put down um the Carthaginians there and we'll send this army to Carthage to like put Carthage out of commission once and for all um and this seems like a really good plan to the Romans, because they're like, oh, okay, you know, the, the Carthaginians are split, they've got most of their forces in Spain, um, there's sort of no way they can get them back to Africa in time, so if we catch them in Spain, we'll keep them there, blah, blah, blah. What they did not expect was that Hannibal Baraka would just simply march through the fucking Alps to attack the... Um, Romans um, this is definitely one of his most like famous moments um, but just like yeah like no one expected it I, I'm not sure I think he might have even done it in winter which was just like double crazy and like half his soldiers died in the Alps like an insane number of soldiers died in the Alps um, and one of the key elements of his army that he needed to beat the Romans effectively was elephants, and a lot of them died in the mountains as well. Turns out elephants don't like mountain passes. Um, but he gets through, and like, suddenly there's just this huge army in the north of Italy, and the Romans are like, huh, wait, what the fuck? Um, so they cancel their invasion of Africa, and they move to take out this army of Hannibal. And they end up having their like first battle. Um, against Hannibal, and I forget the specifics of this, I think the key moment was there was basically like a hidden wing of cavalry that Hannibal pulls out to make the Romans run away, um, but yeah, it, it, essentially he absolutely fucking smokes all the Romans, except for the most experienced soldiers, who, who basically just like ditch the rest of the army and march to the nearest city, um, and I'll leave it there for now. Could be part one. Get to part two later.